two experts in ICF. Yeah. Decades of experience. Uh-huh. One podcast, yeah. two hosts with a lot to say. Look, I cannot sit through a struggle. I gotta get up and hustle. I gotta push through the pain. Cause really that's how you build muscle. Welcome to the Build with ICF podcast with your hosts, Trevor Brown and Heather Herring Brown. Yep. They're a package deal. With over 20 years of ICF installation experience, Trevor can throw down some expertise on sales, marketing, and training. On the other side of the table sits Heather, AKA the girl boss. And she's earned the title as the owner of an award-winning ICF construction company, a drafting and design company specializing in ICF. And the numbers, with a master's in accounting, she does that too. Sleeves up, boots on, this is the Build with ICF podcast. I don't want nothing for free. I'm here to work. Been through the dirt. I've been through the dirt. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome. To the Build with ICF podcast. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about why ICF. Yeah. It's the biggest question, obviously. It's the number one question. Why ICF? Why should I build with ICF? Um, you know, somebody that's been 20 plus years traveling around talking to people and, and uh, I've had the luck to be uh, all over the country and talk to people for different reasons and, you know, different places, ge- different geographies. Everybody asks why ICF. Well, I think it, like we were talking about before we went on air, we're talking about it, it differs, um, you know, depending on whether you're uh, a homeowner, a builder, uh, a developer, whether you're doing single family, multifamily, there's a lot of different reasons why. Huge amount of research. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's going to vary based on, you know, really where you are and what you're looking at doing. Well, I, I mean, I just as somebody who, like I said, traveled around, I, you know, I managed 11 Western states. I Just in the West, there was 11 different states that with 11 different reasons geographically to, to mm-hmm. do it. You know, I, I worked with people that were, um, you know, that you were in very cold climates. I worked with areas that, you know, I spent a lot of time in California during the fires, you know, um, that became a very important thing to have the, the fireproofness of, of the ICF houses. So, I mean, there's, there's a ton of different things. And so that's kind of what we want to delve into today. We're going to try to dissect it. There's a lot of whys, but I think we can kind of go through. We, we actually did make a list so we could go through them in a somewhat organized <laughs> manner yeah. yeah as much as we can as much as we can we just got to keep trevor away from the buttons today <laughs> um. <laughs> oh come on you're no fun um we will uh you know first and foremost i think the biggest thing is 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 um geography i think that geography is a big big part of you know if you're listening to this podcast you're in different places if you're in arizona you know you're concerned with the the, the you know 180 degree temperature in the summertime, <laughs> I think it feels like, because we're from Idaho and that's yeah. what it feels like. Uh, but we have good friends in Arizona and we go down there quite a bit. Um, Arizona is concerned with heat, you know. They're not real mm-hmm. worried about the snow. Um, no. They're not concerned too much about, uh, you know, fire. They're not concerned about, you know, s- you know hurricanes and tornadoes, yeah. but they are very concerned about the heat. So, um, likewise, we go to our friends in North Dakota and, uh, you know, where it's just, freezing cold in the wintertime and, and their heating costs are ridiculous. Equally as, as expensive when you look at, you know, like a, a $500, you know, energy bill for your air conditioner in Arizona versus a $500 gas yeah. bill in, in, uh, North Dakota in, in a wintertime. So I think that, um, you know, energy efficiency is a very, very big part 
probably I, I would say the biggest part of ICF yeah. possibly is the energy efficiency. I, I would agree with, you know, that's that's probably the number one thing when um, somebody calls us at the drafting company and they want to look at building with ICF. Their main reason is the energy efficiency, saving money on utilities month after month after month um, and, and having that that home that just stays a constant temperature. That's it, it's a cash flow thing. Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where people go, you know, we again, another episode, but we'll break down the numbers and show you how that, you know, building an ICF house doesn't cost you more money, doesn't have to cost you more money than a stick frame house. But the one thing that you cannot argue at all is the immediate savings that you're going to get on your energy, on your energy bills. Um, You're going to have, you know, lower, lower heating bills in the winter and lower cooling bills in the summer immediately the day. And, you know, so as soon as you start paying utilities in that house, you start getting money back. Well, yeah, think, I mean, here's, here's just an example, real world example, our, our own home. So we live in an ICF home that, that you and I built and in the winter time, we heat our home with radiant floor heat. That's the whole house is heated that way. Mm-hmm. Summertime, we don't have an air conditioner. A lot of homes around us do have air conditioners, um, but we struggle to keep our home above 60, 65 degrees in the summertime. Yeah, it's it's I it's a funny <laughs> little story, but we <laughs> our is. neighbor girls come over. Our kids are all grown, and so we our neighbor girls come over and do odds and ends jobs Come around the walk our dogs take our dogs for us and stuff to make make little money they're they're little entrepreneurs too so we love that so we try to support them but they come over and they'll uh you know they'll stop by and let the dogs are whatever and they they'll tell us like you got to turn your air conditioner down it's way too cold in your house yeah well we don't have an air conditioner so and and yes it does get uh you know over you know we we have full weeks where it's over 90 um, up here, we're obviously we're up in the mountains, so I mean we don't get the hundred degree temperatures that we used to get when we lived down in Boise. But um, but we every now still every now and then we do. But luckily, we still cool down in the evenings. Yeah, yeah. So energy efficiency is a really, really big part of why um, a lot of people, that's what they're looking for. And especially out west here. And, and I think, you know, in, in uh, different parts of the country, um, you know, we go down to Florida every so often and um, I've worked booths down there and worked trade shows down there. And, and uh, you know, all we talk about with them is is uh, resilient homes and hurricane mm-hmm. safe. Well, here, before we go to that, though, let's talk about, like, because I want to stick on the... Sorry, I did, on, yeah. I, That's why you're here. That's why I know, you're that's here. why I'm here. It's good. I, I kind of want to talk about, you know, our value. Because that kind of became, I know back in the day, <laughs> everybody had the shirts, the R52 or whatever it was. Yeah, R50 homes. R50 all, homes, yeah. yeah. I had coffee mugs said it, yep. yeah. And, and now, you know... We can't really say that because once you pour concrete, once you do that in the walls, you can't. Yeah, have an R, you don't have an R value anymore. For people, yeah, so so people understand basically, and it is accurate. It was kind of funny. It was something that was actually pitted against us by the stick frame uh, companies and lobbyists, and uh, you know the lumber companies basically came after the ICF industry, you know, twenty twenty years ago. And what they did is they basically said, "You guys cannot say R fifty because there is no way to give an R value to concrete." which scientifically speaking was accurate. And, uh, you know, I think it was splitting hairs, but basically what they were saying is, is your um, air going through the wall is how they determine an R value. So you basically, you know, how long does it take for this temperature to go through the wall, through the bat of insulation and out the other side or vice versa? Well, as soon as you put concrete in, um, we're no longer dealing with R value. You're dealing with what's called K value. And it's actually, it's it's more uh, involved with what, we call uh, thermal mass. So basically you've got, you know, 
this this mass that does not allow air back and forth through concrete. So therefore, they like they said, you can't measure R value. Very true. So what we have to say now is is in the uh, you know what we've been advised by our attorneys uh, is <laughs> our home. You know when we're selling an ICF home, we can say our home will perform to the equivalency of an R50 to R55 stick frame home. Yes. Meaning our our energy, our blower door test, our you know the the heat coming in and out of that house to equivalent be equivalent to what we're building, you would have to build a 2 by 6 you know, double frame, two by 12 wall, basically, um, with so much insulation in it that you could get to an R52 to, to equivalently to what we would spend. So that is a slippery slope that we've dealt with over the years. Um, I think with the new HERS ratings yes, and stuff coming yes. out, it's really going to fix that because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a, even a hard time getting blower door tested because we don't, there's no air exchanges. Like you, we actually yeah, we have, have to, to add it. Yeah. you know, people, people spend a lot of money taking drafts out of their house. We spend a lot of money putting drafts into our houses because we have to have some air exchange to be able to even do that. That's how airtight it is. So, um, so it's, it definitely has become that kind of slippery slope that I think is kind of figuring itself out. It's not as quite as a hot topic. I mean, I used to, I worked a lot of trade shows selling this stuff over the years, and, and I've had people get right in my face. You can't say R50. You can't say R50. And it's habit because that's what I was taught. And, um, you know, now I think we we pretty, you know, evenly most of our homes we have tested, we've been able to achieve a far 52 to 55 and a very low HERS rating in the 30s. Yeah, or, or lower. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like the HERS rating I think is a way better um, example, a way better comparison to how your home is going to perform over just an R value because the, the HERS rating takes into account uh, your windows, your doors, your appliances, your lighting. Like there's so many things that it takes into account that your R value does not, you know, and your, your R value of a home, you know, you've got that 16 or 24, I think it's 16 on center is everything. I haven't built with stick for so long. I forget what the standard framing is on, on that, but uh, no, just kidding. So <laughs> 16 on center framing, you know, you've, you've got a stud every 16 inches. And so, you know, your R value, if you're putting a, a, an R19 bat or an R22 bat or whatever in there, it, it's being broken up every 16 inches. So your equivalent on that wall is, is far less than what you're actually putting you, into and, the wall. And, you know, not even taking our word for it, you can Google uh, thermal imaging of stick frame house versus ICF house, mm-hmm. and you can see the thermal images all over Google. Um, it's, it's basically a striped house. Yeah. And, and I think even, even without doing that, if you live in a cold climate especially, it's very visible. If you've ever driven down the road in the wintertime and looked at your house or at neighbor's houses or, or a stick frame house, and you see frost uh, on the siding, and you see that there's stripes where the frost is not on the siding, mm-hmm. that is a true example of the heat coming through the stud and defrosting the outside siding on the house because there's so much heat coming through that stud from the inside of the house that you can literally see where there's no frost on the house uh, in the wintertime. So we've all seen that, and most of us have seen that, um, but you can definitely see it with a, a FLIR gun or a thermal imaging uh, image of a ICF house versus a stick frame house. So yeah. it's pretty pretty in your face. So and, and obviously that works both ways no matter what that temperature is. Um, whether it's cold coming and heat on the outside or cold on the outside and heat on the inside, um, we want to try to keep those temperatures uh, separate, you know, separated there. So. Yeah. 
Okay, now we can move on to resiliency. Well, now I'd like to talk about resiliency. Okay, perfect. Anyways, I, I get thinking about it because it's it's just such a different um, world for us where we're out west here. We don't deal with a lot. Of, you know, luckily, thank well, knock on wood, we don't deal with a lot of natural disasters like hurricanes and, and tornadoes and different things. So it's interesting for me when I go work in those areas and I just, you know, I hear these people just like frantically like, you know, yeah, we've been hit. We've lost two houses to hurricanes or, to, you know, tornadoes. And, um, you know, this last time that we were at the builder show, down in uh, Orlando when they were there last time, amazed how many people came through the booth that were just tired of rebuilding their house. They're tired of having to worry about it. You know, I mean, just at Mother Nature's will, they don't know if they're going to get hit once every 10 years, once every twice a year. They don't know if, you know, they don't know. Um, And it's just a scary feeling. I can't imagine what it would be like to build a home and not know if it's going to be there. Yeah. You know, in a year and, and, uh, or, or have to just leave my house and leave all my kids pictures and, and leave all Heather's massive awards that you'll <laughs> probably see on the, on the video and pictures of sh- the surrounding her here at her desk, you know, and, and lose all the, but like all the memories, all the, you know, just not, it's not just the money, but the memories and the stuff that you lose in a hurricane or a tornado or something like that. And to be able to build a home or provide a product for people that to build a home that's going to keep everything safe is just a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's really one of the motivations for me to, to keep pushing this product. Well, that was an interesting thing for me. Um, you know, we just finished up uh, some plans for a client in Florida that's on the coastline. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting uh, as we're designing it, like the whole main level is garage space. Um, there's no living yeah, he space. He knows it's going to get flooded. He knows it's going to yeah. get flooded. It's just crazy to design something knowing yeah. you're going to get destroyed. Like it's going to get, like, I'm just going to figure this is yeah. going to get floated with water, covered with water. planning for it with ICF, you know, you can plan for it. You can put siding on the inside or you put a metal, um, you know, finish on the inside or whatever instead of drywall. It was just very interesting to to talk to him and, and like, the, the houses that he's had and what he's had to replace and the costs that go into yeah. it. It is, it's a lot of wasted time and money when you don't actually build something that is going to withstand the, the outside factors that you can't control in your area. If you don't think that the insurance companies are discussing the fact that they're going to pretty soon stop doing this, stop rebuilding and, 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 you know, people putting stuff in areas that they know it's going to, get destroyed and the mm-hmm. insurance company's going to have to spend money again to do it. You know, it's like handing your kids the key to your car, knowing that they're just going to go out and wreck it. Yeah. You know, why at some point you stop giving yeah. them the keys, you know, and, and I think it's a definition of insanity, pr- doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. If we just keep building the same stuff, California is the first to, to really stop yeah, it. Like true, insurance companies just stop insuring. I mean, uh, multiple large national insurance companies just pulled their insurance from everyone in the state of California saying, we're done. You keep building houses made out of firewood in areas that are going to get fire again. And it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it burns all the shrubs and the bushes around it. Everybody can have a safe zone all they want around their house. If you have a two story house full of, ki- you know, kiln dried kindling, and it catches fire. The flames are blowing 50 feet in the air, and then they get Santa Ana winds. The Santa Ana wind is blowing that fire hundreds of feet. Well, don't don't even take into account winds. I mean, look at subdivisions now. Like how close how they are. Close, yeah. Like you could hop, like just step from one roof to another in a lot of subdivisions. Um, you know, zero lot lines and all that stuff. Like if your neighbor catches their house on fire, right? What? They have a grease fire. They yeah. they decide to do their you know. Cook, make their cook turkey, their turkey inside. inside. 
<laughs> to you know deep fry a, tur- a frozen turkey inside their kitchen it, you know they just they make a mistake they have a short in their electrical yeah. or something i mean it could be no mistake they could just but that you know everybody goes well we don't live in the forest or where there's trees okay well what if the neighbor's house just catches on fire and it burns your house down because you're so damn close so i mean having uh you know the ability to stop that from happening to me is again another reason why we are so passionate about the icf industry and 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 i you know god i i sit there and i look at it and go i don't care if a house costs 50 percent more to build it but i knew that all my stuff was going to be safe and i never had to rebuild that house again or i had you know i didn't have to worry about it god that's a great insurance policy and, and really like i said we'll show you how to do it for the same price so it, you know, resiliency is a big thing um, where, you know, whether that be, like I said, fire, tornado, hurricane, um, you know, we'll even get into ballistics. Yeah. Um, I actually did some work with uh, the military where we actually uh, were providing ICF for uh, barracks. Uh, they did a bunch of them up in Alaska and they actually did ballistic testing up to 50 caliber because they wanted to know if they could do this. And in case of uh, war situation, in case of, uh, you know, bombs, they actually tested, they put the little ballistic uh, dummies inside the building, built a little building, a uh, small little, uh, I think it was a, 10 by 20 or something building or maybe just 10 by 10 i can't remember but um put the dummy inside and they were detonating uh improvised explosive devices on the outside of the, the building to see if it would register on the dummy so um you know i, I hope we never have to worry about that kind of disaster <laughs> but um i can dare, guarantee you there's some people in southern utah that have bought it from me for that reason well even even like where we are you know we're, we're in the mountains people go hunting Right. Uh, you know, the house is like we have elk that walk through our yard and deer that walk through our yard. If someone pops a shot at something and it goes astray, we don't know. We have clients that we build for that are that are basically off grid in the in the wintertime because we have no access to their property in the wintertime. And and there's a lot of hunting and different things around those areas. You just don't know. I've, I've been in a subdivision and, you know, had kids playing with something and I get home and there's holes through one of my walls and I'm like, holy crap, that was insane. Like if we had an, if I had an ICF shop during that time, wouldn't even have known that the neighbor, you know, dropped a gun and it went off or whatever happened. Well, I, and and I mean, it's, you can Google uh, ICF home versus car. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, if you, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a stretch. You can Google it. There's multiple photos of how, of cars that have careened off of roads and hit houses. Um, I actually wrote an article in the ICF Builder magazine. I, I don't recall the number right now or the, the uh, you know, the, the number of, of cars, but it's an insane amount of vehicles that hit buildings and hit houses every year in the United States. Um, there's actually one, and it, it's a story. It's an old story, but I think if you Google it, it will actually come up uh, as one of the top stories where a, a, how a drunk driver went off the road, hit the side of a house in a there was a baby sleeping inside that room and, you know, rocked the house, totaled the car. Baby was fine. No one was injured except for the driver of that car. Thank God. And I think that they, uh, you know, I mean, that that sounds like a really crazy thing to design your house around, but I'm not saying design it around it, but wouldn't it be nice to know that if that did happen, you didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many multifamily when we, when we travel to different areas, we don't have it a whole lot in, in Idaho where, you know, you have big apartment complexes backed up to the freeway or hotels or anything like that. But when we travel, we see that quite often. And, you know, a car goes off a, a, an overpass or goes off something and literally there's buildings so close right there. there. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think builders and developers, they do think about 
now more and more. And, you know, with, with the whole bulletproof thing and, and, you know, going back to resiliency and energy efficiency, we have so many schools that are switching. Huge amount of schools. We've seen them, you know, locally or close here anyways. Utah is making a lot of switches to it. The state of Kentucky switched Mm -hmm. years ago, and every school in the state of Kentucky now has to be built with ICF. Arizona is doing it. We're seeing a lot of of parts of the country where um, ICF has become a thing. And, and, um, you know, we talk about resiliency from the outside forces, but, you know, even inside we're seeing interior walls, you know, safe room type things where people are building, you know, in the schools where they're, doing partition walls between uh, in the hallway and in the schools and the rooms where they can lock down and and not have to worry about that. I mean, it's unfortunate that that's a thought, but that is part of it. Um, The other big thing you're talking about resiliency from the inside is again, you mentioned multifamily. Um, Anyone who's been in, you know, or or, uh, had rental property or has, has uh, owned any commercial property in space. A lot of times, Unfortunately, the people, uh, a lot of times people aren't as good to your stuff and they tear it apart and they destroy it and they punch holes in the wall or they do stupid stuff in your house. You know, we have a lot of people where we do, you know, ICF, uh, you know, multifamily because of the resiliency to the tenants. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're, you know, doing, doing some affordable housing somewhere and you're worried about people, you know, damaging anything, well, build a concrete ICF place and you don't have to worry about damaging anything. You know, we... We joke that our house here, you know, it's got concrete floors, concrete walls. If we ever, you know, it's too crazy at a party in here, we can just hose <laughs> the whole thing out. You know, like it's it's uh, it's very it's sturdy. But there's a difference in resiliency to the wear and tear from the inside too on a on a concrete structure. So, yeah, um, yeah we talked. Oh, we didn't. You know, the the fire. Uh, you know, talk about resiliency to fire. Yeah, talk about this was crazy. So it wasn't. Well, it was a few years ago when uh, you were still with uh, Amvic, and we went to California after the uh, Paradise Fire. Yeah, campfire, yeah. That was absolutely insane to me, to drive through that town and see burnt-out cars and homes and just business, uh, everything. Everything is pretty much gone. In about 20 minutes, that, that the, the most, most of the damage was done in, t- in 20 minutes. They ran out of water in 20 minutes. Um or it may have even been less than that, 10 minutes or something like that. So Just the eerie feeling of 26, driving through. 26,000 people in that town. Yeah. We're not talking like some remote mountain town. We're talking about Starbucks. We're talking about mm-hmm. Safeway. We're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Burned to the ground, gone yeah. in Just minutes. The craziness was driving through... And, you know, I'm, I'm videotaping some of it because I just could not really wrap my head around, you know, what I was seeing and, and I wanted to be able to share it when we got home. And, you know, we come up over a hill and all of a sudden there's this house that it's still, everything around it is burned, but the house is, it's still yellow. Looks like he just built it. Uh, yeah. It's it, like there's no landscaping left and everything. And here's this perfectly fine house. That was the craziest thing to me, and and that was early on when I first started, you know, in ICF. But just a crazy thing to to look at and see, because this homeowner chose to go with ICF. I don't know if they knew why they were going with ICF, if the builder chose it for them or what, but they got evacuated. But they came back in their house, and all their belongings were still there. Yep. The only thing that uh, they had to replace on that that the particular house. Um, we had multiple, we had four houses that were in that fire and they all survived perfectly fine. Um, they, and for the record, they had stick frame roof, 
with asphalt shingle roofs. I mean, this was not like they were total concrete bunker type stuff. And they survived the house. And the only thing that was replaced um, on all the homes, they all lost their air conditioning unit, got incinerated. So they had to buy a new air conditioning unit. And um, one of them had to buy new glass for their garage door because the the rubber gasket around one of their windows burned out and, and, and the glass fell out and broke. But all their furniture, everything inside. And, and I mean, it was so crazy because I talk to people all the time and they say, well, the heat alone would incinerate the furniture inside the house. And it didn't. It doesn't. No, because it doesn't it, stick around. It, it, it just doesn't. It just goes drops. right through. I've, I've witnessed it firsthand. Um, I've That's not the first fire I've been through down in California. We've been involved with multiple fires down uh, in in. Um, I always forget the all the different fire names. But anyways, several fires in Northern uh, California that we had ICF houses in. And my distributor down there just did a great job of, you know, trying to get the word out. So we actually were part of the build rebuild paradise program. We went down, that's when you went down with me and we actually spoke to victims of the fire about how to rebuild their house with ICF. And, um, we were down there just trying to help the community and, and rebuild, uh, the, the, the town. And so it's pretty amazing. It's bounced back really good. I mean, it's a good, good story that everybody's really done well. The town's rebounded very well, but yeah, I mean, um, again, why, why not? You know, why, why worry about that? And, um, there was, like I said, a I spoke with a, a lady that was literally at seven in the morning, having a cup of coffee, talking to her husband on the phone. And within an hour and a half, I think it was by nine o'clock, the whole town was gone. And she was, you know, she got a call from someone said, Hey, you got to get, you know, the fire's coming up the hill. You got to get out of there. And she just thought it was just another one of the fires that California has. And then, you know, next thing you know, she was running for her life. And, you know, almost, I think it was almost 90 people, 85 or 87 people that died in that fire. And um, just insane. I mean, all could have been stopped if people just look at some alternative ways to build. Um, even just having a perimeter, a perimeter or some people built, you know, just yeah. to, just to eliminate some, because a lot of it was the house from house to house was what was catching on fire. Um, you know, there wasn't that much brush and, and that's the, the wives tale that people tell. They think that it's all, oh, this just the brush. No, it's mostly the fires that catch the other or the houses that catch the other houses on fire. And if we can stop it, say that you hit a neighborhood full of, of houses, you know, of ICF houses, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're not having to worry about, you know, the whole place burning down so or even a row you like what we were talked about with other developers like you know in the in the yeah, foothills yeah, let's yeah. let's do a perimeter how about the outside it? of the houses yeah. or all icf and then you can build stick frame fire yeah. boxes in the middle if you want but at it's least okay that, that will you stop started it. with stick frame but let's do the rest of it let's build it better and you know as, as the i think it's the nrmca build with strength yeah nrmca yeah. we'll yeah. have them on here too yep. we're gonna have an nrmca uh guest on here so that'll be good I know we're getting close to our to our uh, thirty minute time frame that we're trying to stick to for everybody, but a couple other things that I think we can touch on real quick: mm -hmm. uh, the speed of construction when yeah. when you're building with ICF. Um, like you know, you and I together did our house. Uh, we're thirty two hundred square feet with an attached thousand twelve hundred square foot garage, and we stacked this house in four days. Yeah, poured it on the fifth day. And I'm old. <laughs> you're young but i'm old uh, yeah and i mean it's it's just it just shows how fast you can do it i mean I, i've watched crews that can stack an entire house in a day yes if they know what they're doing yeah. um i've but i mean it's very very common for people just to basically build an entire home in a week and when they walk away from it you're talking about it being you know they're they're 
that you in one step you've done framing you've done insulation you've done sheathing you've done house wrap all the things that you yeah. eliminate all those different subs that don't have to be there to do it because as soon as we're done you know boom we're ready for interior framing we can put sheetrock up we can yeah. put siding on the outside we're ready to go so the speed that it just it takes out three or four new you know different subs that you don't even need uh, to come in and do that and and it's just it's it's really crazy how fast it goes when you just start locking blocks together. It's just Legos yeah. for big kids, we it call is. it. You it know? is. And one of the cool things that, that I did early on when I first took over as a as the distributor is uh, we had a plan that, that we had drawn up that really bet, you know, took every advantage we had from the dimensions of the block. So we reduced our cuts. Um, everything worked out to full cuts and, and everything. But my whole thing was getting out there, and I wanted to show that we could put a house up. You know, it was two girls. It was my assistant and I. We got out there, and my superintendent came and set up uh, alignment. I think you came and helped us a couple of days for, you know, doing the scaffolding, and then you did the pour for us. But we had that house put up uh, in a a week, she and I did, and poured it, and then we were ready for our trusses to go on shortly after that before an entire framing crew with, like, six guys on it next door were even done with that one. Yeah. So. They were just in awe watching you guys. So yeah. I remember how that was crazy. And it was the talk of the town kind of deal people were talking about. So I think that's a, a big part of it. And with that, too, kind of, uh, you know, transition over to the uh, the DIY aspect of it. Di- you know, why ICF? Well, DIY is a really big part of our industry. It's kind of how we got started, honestly. It's, it was a real big part of it. So people could do their own basements and foundations uh, that don't own uh, form boards. So what we did is we ended up getting... Um, you know, really heavily into that industry. And then it, it's slowly evolved now to where it's, you know, more of a 50, 50 kind of deal, I think with professionals and, and, uh, and the DIY guys, but like, um, you know, we just did a quote today where the, you know, it's a, it's a small cabin that somebody's wanting to build. It's going to be, you know, the installation on that is, you know, fair is, you know, I mean, this is still going to be very affordable, but the, just the install part of it's about $35,000. Um, that homeowner can save that by doing that install themselves Mm -hmm. and we can provide the rental equipment. You know, most distributors provide rental equipment. They provide the block and the, and even some, some guidance if you want. Um, you know, we always say that we're, we are as much help or as little help as you want. You can either, I can just slide by and dump it off the back of the trailer for you and leave, or, you know, we will offer consulting and stuff like that to help, you know, at certain hard points you know a lot of times we do that we'll have a professional come do the pour because that's the most stressful part but diy is a big part of it i mean imagine being able to save twenty thirty thousand i mean let's say you got a thirty five thousand dollar install even if you spend ten thousand dollars on consultation fees um you're still pocketing you know twenty five thousand dollars that you're saving in sweat equity to do that and this is a very easy thing a lot of people aren't going to be able to go out there and and frame a house and they're not going to know how to do it. They're not going to know, uh, you know, have the tools to do it. Uh, but they, but almost everybody can go to Lowe's and buy a, uh, you know, a little handsaw, a $10 handsaw <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and have the tools to be able to do uh block. It's, it's really easy. So, um, and we, you know, like I said, tons of training available through a lot of different companies, whatever brand you decide to go with, they have training available and, and, installation kits so diy is a big part of it too and and that's something that we again if you're listening to this and that's a big part of why you want to do it feel free to reach out to us we we have a lot of different uh we love to help people with that stuff so yeah um and then our kind of the last thing on our list and definitely not the last reason about why icf but one of the last things on our list is builder and developers um when they're doing multifamily 
uh, you know, you've got that party wall in between uh, the units. Yeah. And, and it actually ends up saving the developer money um, and, and time. And, and by the time you put 5-8 sheet rock, 2x4, 5-8 sheet rock, 5-8 sheet rock, 2x4, 5-8 sheet rock, we can put one yes. six-inch wall in the middle. You've got a higher, you know, you're going to have on that, you're going to have a three-hour fire rating. Uh, you're going to have a higher fire rating. You're going to have an STC rating higher than you're going to get with the wood, so you're not going to hear the neighbors next door. Um, and, and like I said, even as silly as the, the, the bulletproofness of it, but you're not going to have that well, issue from side to side. And another thing you're not going to have, this is this. it's always driven me crazy. You're driving around town. It's raining outside, um, and you see this multifamily structure going up, and you see drywall insulation you know, the, the in between those party walls, and it's just getting, getting exposed to wet. all the weather, yeah. and then they just close it all up. Yeah, seal it up with the water inside. That they don't wait till summertime to no, dry it out. No, just, it's just insane it in to there. me. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it takes out so much, so much time. It reduces maybe callbacks, uh, you know, for for mold or whatever later. Um, just a it's just a much smarter move for well and you know another to touch on another benefit that we're I mean like I said I have a little bigger you know more of a well we got our got the podcast dog Mia the podcast dog is getting lippy because it's dinner time and she wants food and now she's being bossy so anyway <laughs> we'll we'll post a picture of Mia the podcast yes. dog so everybody knows what who's when they hear uh, but developers we're getting um, you know for me I get kind of a a 30,000 foot level, you know, view of the, um, the industry. And and I'm hearing more and more developers who are wanting to separate themselves from other places. They want to say, well, my development is an ICF development. You know, we're working on a couple of those right now where people, uh, sub, you know, they're doing whole subdivisions and they're doing it for the marketing standpoint, the, the energy efficiency, the green aspect of it, the, you know, all these different things. But then the other thing that it does for them is think of those, pieces of property that you can buy that are near a busy road and the sound is, you know, you go and put a, a house next to a freeway, next to a busy road, anything like that. You stick frame house, people that are going to live in that are going to have to hear that, right? Yep. How about a concrete house where you don't hear that? You know, what if it's train tracks or it's this or it's that or, you know, whatever it is, a flight area for the airport, you know, those, those pieces of property go for less money because it's, not as desirable because of sound issues. Well, build a concrete house out of ICF and you won't have to have, you know, you won't worry as much about those sound, you know, issues. So, um, you know, that's another big part of it for developers and, and builders and, and just trying to separate themselves from everybody else. 90% of the industry is going to stick frame, or, you yes. know, now currently we're hope we're trying to change that. Um, but you know, for mo for most part, 90%, of the builders. So nine out of 10 builders are going to say that. How would you like to stand up in a room full of a hundred builders and be able to say, you know, when they say, do you do, who does something different here? And I've said this to builders all the time and I, I don't make any friends saying this, you know, cause they get mad, but it's like your granite's no different than their granite. Your sheetrock's no different than their sheetrock. Your two by six is no different than their two by six. So when you stand up and try to say that XYZ builder is so much better than ABC builder, you really you can't say that. I mean, you just can't. I mean, they're dealing with the same products. I mean, yeah, maybe one guy's got a little different style. One guy's got this, but it's it's so uh, it's it's so uh, not judgmental, but it's it's so it's it's basically up to the the person that's looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's in it's, the eyes of the beholder if it's better. Yeah. ICF is an is scientifically no yeah. argument. If I'm sitting here and you and I are you're a stick builder and I'm an ICF builder, I can say my house 
can not burn down. You can't say that. I can say my house has an SDC rating of, you know, 55 plus. You can't say that. I can say my house is an R50 plus or has a HERS rating in the 30s. You can't say that. So you're you're setting yourself completely apart. So when I, when a contractor or a developer or somebody that's looking at this from more of a business standpoint asks me why ICF, I say, because don't you want to be the best guy in the room or at least one of 10 out of a group of 100 and the other 90 can't even hang with you? They can't compete? I mean, that, that's legit. So yeah. anyways, that, that, that's kind of our, uh, I think that's our take on, on why ICF. I'm sure there's a lot more. I'm sure people can, uh, I'm sure we'll have future episodes and go. Yeah. Into this it, even we're, more. It's, we're always doing it. We're always going to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and if we forgot one, send us a message, you know, shoot us a, a DM. Uh, we're at build with ICF on all the social medias. Um, we love our, our Instagram page is great. Uh, we've got our website, which you can actually uh, go right to the website and message us, or um, we can you can uh, send us an email at info at buildwithicf.com. Pretty easy to remember. Um, but we're happy to uh, to talk to you guys about that. If there's other reasons that are, uh, you come up with, I would be happy to mention them in future podcasts. Yeah, one um, of the features we're going to have on upcoming episodes is going to be kind of a, I guess, not not necessarily current events, but like kind of FAQ because we're we're members of a couple different uh, online uh, groups that talk about you know building with ICF and there's always questions on there and so I want to start grabbing some questions off of those and and bringing those onto the podcast each time too. Yeah, I think there's there's a there's a ton. I mean, it's just that's why we're want, that's why we're doing this. I mean, this is episode two. Yeah. I think we've got two hundred episodes in us of of things we can talk about with this. So, uh, we'll move on to the to the next episode. But uh, continue to hit us with why ICF because I think that's just something that we'll just continue to carry through all the episodes. Um, and then really every episode should give you another reason why you should build with exactly, ICF. That's exactly. what, what the goal is. So anyways, I want to thank everybody for, uh, for tuning in. Uh, again, we're doing this for you. So if there's anything that we can do for you, please reach out. Um, please get hold of us. We'd be happy to, uh, you know, talk with you guys about that or get you connected with the right people. If it's something that we don't, we don't claim to know everything. Um, we learn new stuff all the time, but we do have a lot of friends in the industry and I think we can connect a lot of people with those, those, uh, those people. So any last uh, no. words you had? No, not today. I'm going to see if you hit the right button for our, yeah. our extra. So extra credit if anyone figured out that I hit the wrong extra uh, music for the last episode, for episode one, because uh, another shameless plug for our other web, yes. our other podcast, the Wreak Havoc podcast is another ep- uh, podcast that we do and have done for four years. And I actually hit the wrong button and played my Wreak Havoc a- extra. So I'm going to try to hit the right one this time. Okay. So. Anyways, thank you for listening and uh, see you on the next podcast. See you on the next one.